0: You know who would have ever thought that as we were entering into 2020 that it was going to be what it is and we would have never guessed what we had in store for us in fact out of our most you know crazy imaginations we would have thought it's it's absolutely impossible and, and through all that, I think what happens in a mindset of people in, in, in the world, let alone in America, is, is that we get this negative mindset. But we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we do not have to accept that. We have the final word. In fact, in Philippians 4 8 says this Finally, brothers, my believers, whatsoever is true, what, whatever is honorable. And worthy of respect. Whatever is right. And confirmed by God's word. Whatever is pure and wholesome. Whatever is lovely and brings peace. Whatever is admirable and of good uh, repute. If there is any excellence. If there is anything worthy of praise. Think. Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them. And implant them in your heart, because when we do that and plant it in our heart, something changes within us. This morning, I had a funeral. Now we would go, "Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. I, it was it was wonderful. Uh, it, it is was for Randy Mills, Randy J. Mills. I learned his middle initial, his James Mills, and he." He, he's 72 years old. He passed away. And last year, 2019, in November, I had the privilege of sitting in his living room, holding his hand, and praying the sinner's prayer with him. And I'm telling you, this man prayed the sinner's prayer. And this is, this is a guy, a few words, a man's man, a guy who likes guns. Held my hand for 15 minutes after that prayer went and let go. I mean, it was it was that meaningful for him. You see, if I could celebrate even in death, we could celebrate in life of what God is doing. So so I put together something, is is now you ever see that world wrestling thing, tag teams. Well, we have a tag team here on our staff, but we're going to talk about. What we have learned and appreciated, even through all of the stuff that we've been going through, what it has taught us and what we are grateful. So I'm going to ask my team. Come on up. Come on up. That's it. Great worship today. I really appreciate that. Whew, I'm waiting for that album CD or whatever it is, Sasha. Okay? You know, I'm waiting for it. Um, so here are ten things that we are grateful for and learning from God during this season.
1: All right, and come on. All right. Sorry things things are moving a little slow for me tonight. Uh, it's it's okay. Uh, the greatest gift I have are the people that live with me. Those we live with are the ones we care for the most. Seeing someone at their best and worst gives us a sense of compassion that cannot be adequately expressed. Though we sometimes take them for granted, when things get serious, we want to be surrounded by family. Knowing they are okay brings us peace. I am grateful for my family. Mm. Galatians 6.10, so then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Mm.
0: No, Steve, I'm grateful for you. I was talking to him the other day. I was getting in, you know, sometimes, you, you know, we're Talking about our illnesses, I had these shingles, and I'm sharing with them what I'm going through and and, and the pain and, and and I'm thinking, beating my chest, you know, top that pain thing and and the and disease yeah, I understand that i I have those shots of pain for several years now through m s and, and and yet you are here. I am so grateful, even even when things are moving slow for you. I am so grateful because you are not a quitter. God bless you, my friend. Well, amen. all right.
2: Hey, you know the other thing that we've learned to be grateful for, what I've learned to be grateful for too, is that is for church gatherings. How about you? Amen? that uh, you know, sometimes we don't always appreciate church the way that we should appreciate church. You know, sometimes it's about, you know, I'm tired or I can't get out of bed or I just do I have to go today or, you know, sometimes we get in those times where we really just take church for granted. And during this time, we've learned to appreciate the gathering, the family of God, to worship the one true living God. And so we don't want to underappreciate it, but we want to appreciate what the Lord has provided for us. So this is probably the first time in most of our lives, at least since we've been saved, that we haven't been able to be in gatherings. Thank goodness we're in gatherings now. We could still be. Some folks are still having to stay home just to be safe. But this is the first time I can remember that we've had kind of these, these conditions or these sort of restrictions that would say maybe you can't do and be that the way you were. I mean, right now we're distanced. Our pews are staggered the way they are just to try to help with that. But it's not like, you know, we're all cramming into the pews shoulder to shoulder anymore, you know, or everybody's just hugging and touching and, and shaking hands and everything else. So it's, it's difficult, uh, when you realize you can't have that. So I think it builds an appreciation inside of us for what God has given us as a family of God. And, uh, we have to begin to remember again how important and to be grateful that we can be with other believers regularly. And, uh, and so I don't know about you, but we miss it when we can't be in the household of the Lord and to gather together. And that's a good thing that we miss it. Amen. So let's not take Wednesday nights or Sundays for granted any longer. But let's, let's just appreciate every time that we have to get together. I'm grateful for my church. How about you? And I want to read you a scripture from Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25 says this, and let us consider, think about it, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day, capital D, approaching the day that Jesus comes back, wow! That's, I mean, that's going to be a great day. Amen.
0: Amen. Don't you love church? You know, not only can we encourage each other here, you online. When I had these shingles and I was on doing online on Facebook, Merlin <laughs> says you're typing too much, Tom. You're typing because <laughs> I can make comments. I'm amen in this, making statements of that. And what I love is, and I would see that there's times that people that that they would be greeting each other online. It's great to see you online. So do that. When you're looking through the Facebook and you've seen other people come, greet, oh, I'm so glad to have you worshiping the Lord with us. It is so much fun. I think it was last, I don't know, a couple Wednesdays ago. Mm. I'm sitting here. And I'm enjoying your preaching, and I'm watching you online, too. And I was making comments on it. It was was so much fun. God has such a creative way of us coming together to appreciate. You know, here's something now. I'm grateful for while the business has a false sense of accomplishment, while stillness feels deceptively like idleness. You know, when we're running as we have been in, in months past, the work and school and events and anything that is in everything under the sun, we were all constantly on the move. We felt like we really were accomplishing something when in reality we really weren't. Truth be said, that our overly busy lives have taught us to dislike time where we are sitting still in the same place hmm. this season really has taught me how to be still hmm. it has taught me how to reclaim something that i have forgotten that was so vitally important being still hmm. so so i am grateful hmm. for being able to be still, and know that He is God. For Psalms forty-six mm-hmm. ten says, "Be still and know that I am God."
1: Well, prayer is undervalued and usually misunderstood. Many of us pray every day. Common practices of prayer are. Uh, A quick mealtime prayer? A few moments in the morning? Maybe before bedtime? But what we're looking for when we pray is to have that communion, that conversation with the Lord. But having a full conversation with God is completely different. A lot of times when we're we're having these small prayers and there's nothing wrong with those small prayers, guess what? God is in those small prayers. Never forget that. God is in those small prayers. But a lot of times we go to have a conversation with God and we talk a lot. And then we wonder, well, God, I don't hear you anymore. And God's like, that's because you don't give me a chance.
0: Hmm. Come on, come
1: on. In this time of relative quiet, if we have purposeful conversations with God, we can impact our families, our church, and the world. If we if we don't want to waste this, inc- we don't want to waste this incredible opportunity for us to be able to have that conversation with the Lord. I am grateful to have a God who hears my prayers. And in Psalm one hundred seven, uh, verse twenty eight through thirty, it says, "In their misery they cried out to the Lord, and He saved them from their troubles." He stilled the storm and calmed the waves. Mm. They were happy that it was quiet, Mm. and God guided them to the port that they wanted. That's great. That is so great.
2: Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. That was awesome. You know, sometimes we have these petty disagreements in life with family or with people in the church or maybe people in your workplace, whatever it may be, and those things tend to consume us, and, you know, they're even pettier and smaller when compared to eternity, though. That's the thing that God wants us to understand. And I don't know about you, but this year, uh, because of everything that's going on, I just have had time to I guess, think and meditate and pray a little bit. And I had some news recently. My sister, she had uh, a heart attack Friday. She's only 37 years old. But she she had a 90% blockage too close to the heart, so they had to give her bypass surgery. But she came through the surgery today. But I began to think about my family. And in regards to this topic, my brother, my youngest brother and I, we were very close when we were kids. We played Baseball together, we worked out together, we played games together, we did a lot of things together, just a lot of things together. And then uh, when we became Christians, when I became a Christian, I really got on fire for God and became really part of the church, and my little brother was still struggling to be a Christian, you know, he, he, he didn't catch like I did, I just caught fire and he was just trying to struggle to get there, and unfortunately, we ended up fighting a lot. And, uh, and we fought so much that, uh, one day we just didn't even talk anymore. And I went off to college and left home and never went back. And so my brother and I just don't really talk. And I got to thinking about this, you know, during this time. And recently I, I said, you know, I'm 48 years old. I have a brother and we don't even talk. And I'm like, I need to talk to my brother. So I ended up talking to his wife. She gave me his cell phone number. I didn't even have a cell phone number. And, um. And ended up talking to, I ended up leaving a message for him on his phone. And then a day later, he texted me. And he just said, I just want you to know you have the right number. You got a hold of me. He goes, but it's pretty busy this week with everything going on. But how about we catch up next week? Wow. Wow. And that just made my heart so glad. And I just wanted to share that with you because it is so true. When we have moments like these and we've had a year like we've had, then God wants us to to, to think about how short life is and how, important eternity is amen and that the people that are around us let's let go of those things that they don't even mean anything i couldn't even point to a big fight or anything a particular issue that we had it was just you know we fell away from each other but now i'm praying we could come back together and i pray the same thing for you too that you would see that in your life and uh the scripture says in ephesians 432 be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving each other just as god in christ also has
0: forgiven you. That is so good. Be kind to each other. I learned something. Selfishness resides in me. I have never really noticed it so clear on display as it has been during this season. When you can't go somewhere where you want to go or you can't do what you want to do, well, you can't go eat somewhere at a restaurant that you like to eat. You find emotions rising up within you that you really didn't know because you didn't want the government or the pandemic or whatever we want to label it telling us what to do. And I ask myself, why does not being able to go to a movie or, or to go out to eat matter so much to me? Why is the fact that We are kind of quarantined in our homes altogether. Why does that bother me that I have to be with my wife? I love you, babe. Hmm. See, what, what you said in the very beginning, Pastor Steve, is that the most precious people on this planet are the ones that we live with or the ones that have once lived with us at one time. Why in a world do I get so caught up sometimes in watching the morning the news to see how far the numbers have went up from the night before? Mm. Like it really is going to matter to me at this very moment, because I'm not in control of any of that. Those aren't just numbers, though, I remind myself, because those are people. Mm. I want to be thankful for what I have and fixate on that. Mm. Not what i don't have i am so grateful for what god has mm. given to me mm. in in the very simple things i i love that when one of our children says i'm thankful for electricity yeah uh, i am thankful for that <laughs> the, the simple things that we have within life philippians 4 for um I'm 11 and 13 says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned that secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I could do all things through Him who gives me strength. I am so grateful for what God has given to me. In these times then, when I really realize I just don't deserve
1: it. It's, it's funny that you're talking about time because time has one direction forward. No matter how much we try and change that, you can't go back in time. You, you cannot get anything back from yesterday. Appreciate the present and who you have in it. This should teach us that time waits for no one. Having a conversation, praying with someone, playing a game with a friend, spending time with your family. What choices will we make in the moments that we have? When the opportunity is passed, we cannot get it back. Tomorrow is not promised. So be grateful for the fullness of life today. I heard a wise tortoise say, uh, today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. So Kung Fu, he, he was really good at it too. He trained a panda, so it was awesome. So... Ephesians 5:15 through 17, that joke is slowly rolling its way back, and it's, I'm, I'm also DreamWorks, thank you. Uh, Ephesians 5:15 through 17 says, "So be very careful how you live. Do not live like those who are not wise, but live wisely. Use every chance you have for doing good, because these are evil times. Amen. So, do not be foolish, but learn what the Lord wants you to do.
2: Amen. Like present. That's right, the present. Amen. So, speaking of the present, so when, another thing we learn is that we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So, we have to live today. We have to thank God for today. And uh, we don't understand it always, what that means that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. You know, because we live our life as if tomorrow's going to be here. You know, I've often said it too. The sun's going to come up tomorrow and it's going to go back down. And it's going to come up again. And we just kind of assume because we live our, you know, we plan and we make plans. But nobody really thinks that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but we're not. And when we realize we're not guaranteed tomorrow, we have to learn how to live for today. We need how to learn to make the best out of every day. And uh, I just have just another personal thing to share with you in regards to this because... Um, There's a lot going on lately, (laughs) and, uh, you know, I wanted to reach out to my biological mother because I don't know a lot about that side of the family and uh, and hadn't been in touch in a long time. Well, today I learned that I am... uh, at least one sixteenth Mi'kmaq Indian. So all my natives out there, man, there we go. <laughs> all right. So I learned that because my great grandfather was Mi'kmaq Indian from Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, actually. And then I learned on my mother's my biological mother's side of the family they they're, they're Maiden name, her maiden name, the family name was true. That's their last name. And they go back to the Mayflower. So they're the pilgrims. So I'm feeling super Thanksgiving today. You know, I've got the pilgrims and the Indians. All right. So and uh, so I'm feeling thankful. Amen. But you know, we gotta live for today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, 24. And so when we realize this is the day the Lord has made, we can't worry about tomorrow. We need to understand that everything we need for today, God will supply it. Amen. His His provision is sufficient. Uh, you know, James tells us we can't say tomorrow we'll do this or we'll do that because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So God is teaching us something that is that will one day be an irrefutable fact right? We all die. (laughs) We're all going to die once, right? And then comes the judgment. Uh, Unless we're Lazarus, then we got to die twice, you know, or something like that. Uh, That would be fun. But uh, I'm grateful for this day, and I'm grateful that God made this day for me. How about you? Grateful for this day. Amen.
0: Boy, don't you love being able to be a part of being reminded of what we all knew, but we forget being grateful you know i'm grateful and redeeming today because it requires a pace of life that sometimes we're not always familiar with we like to go not slow Mm. i'm convinced that when we are just too busy there are too many options to keep ourselves busy and we've learned that the pace of life sometimes can be unhealthy and it can devalue the time that we have that is so worthwhile I I could hear the words of Jesus saying to um, Martha you're worried and troubled about many things (laughs) because she was so concerned about being busy doing the Lord's work but not experiencing the Lord. I need to choose things that really can't be taken away from me. Those things that require maybe a slower pace. And, and those things could be, well, I choose prayer you talked about. Mm. That conversation... I, I tell folks times that when, when I wake up in the morning or when i'm or when when, when i 'm praying in an office or when I have someone in the an office and and I pray we, when we begin to start our time together and and I say uh, good afternoon lord it's Tom <laughs> it's not like he doesn't know, but I want to recognize that I know who i 'm speaking to or there's conversations with loved ones, because we like to be share our opinion. But what about listening to someone else? Stopping maybe to to share the gospel. Mm. I, I I went and got some flowers for the for Aunt Randy, well really for Naomi this morning, and brought them in and at the at the floor. I said, boy, you're all dressed up. Where are you going? Well, I said a funeral and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm not. and They looked at me and I said, because I led this man to the Lord a year ago this month. Mm. He's having the time of his life. And they looked at me and they go, I guess that's true. (laughs) Well, reflecting on the goodness of God. Amen. Mm. We live in Arizona. We have sunsets and sunrises that are absolutely spectacular. <laughs> and, and I love that season when, when we have some of the rain and, and that I'll, I'll go and, and sit in the backyard and watch those, there's that lightning jumping from one cloud to another, to another cloud. It's, it's a free July 4th. And God's doing it for us. Or, well, taking a deep breath, enjoying that moment of grace, is mm-hmm. saying, oh, Lord, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm celebrating this day because I know you're with me. I'm grateful that I could walk with God. And I don't have to chase after him. Do you know what else, too, that I'm grateful for? I'm grateful for that the life is short, and there are many ways to squander it, but there is one way to redeem it. See, we are told to love Christ with our whole life, our love, and love him above anyone else. It really is well a straight, narrow way in 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 the way that we don't want to go where it's broad and many are going that way and and we could be so tempted to go that way, but he gives us a choice, and I could redeem that walk, and maybe the narrowness of that path helps me to realize, well, maybe I could sense his closeness with me that much more. You see, I can learn so many things about this season, but the ultimate thing that I learned for this season is, for me, for you is Christ, and to die is gain. When I have these, these memorial services and these funerals, I really get charged of them, especially if they're a believer. And, and, and I even had a, a funeral last year w- where there was a four year old child that passed away. And, and in that time, it was, it was, it was quite emotional for this family. And, and it, it was an African American family. And, and I cannot imagine the pain. And, and in those funerals, boy, it could get wild and wooly. And, and I stand back and, and, in some precious, Old black lady came up and stood in front of the parents. And she looked at that mother and she says, Honey, all things work together for good. And, and, and the counselor inside of me wanted to say, Oh, don't say that right now. There's nothing good about this moment. And, and the Lord, I love those redeeming moments. And he says, What's so bad about it? We think that that child has lost out on so much as though that all of life is here. That child is fulfilling his purpose in life in the glories of heaven for all eternity. And he is functioning in absolutely, well, 100% perfection. So all things do work together. I can redeem this time. You know, we have a lot, a lot to be grateful for. And I'm so grateful for you as a church. I, I'm, I'm grateful for you, Nicole, as I'm grateful for the rest of my staff because, you know, you call me every day. and you, know, you ask me permission for the most simplest things. But you're so connected because you're so passionate. And you really do live for today because you want to do everything you could do today for the kids and you try to cram it all in. And I love your heart for our children. And, and, and I love this whole staff and, and, and my sound room people that you don't barely ever see, but we can't do what we do without them. I'm so grateful for them. Amen. For faith cometh by. Hearing. <laughs> Thank you yeah. that we could hear. Thank you for my production team. Thank you for all of our volunteers. I'm thankful for a team that has a heart to be able to touch this community and the world about.